0: second Kings chapter four, verses eight through 17. One day, Elisha went on to Shunem where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, behold, now, I know that this this is a holy man of God who's continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day he came there and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? "'Would you have a word spoken on your behalf "'to the king or to the commander of the army?' "'She answered, "'I dwell among my own people.' "'And he said, "'What then is to be done for her?' "'Gahazi answered, "'Well, she has no son "'and her husband is old.' "'He said, "'Call her.' "'And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. "'And he said, "'At this season, about this time next year, "'you shall embrace a son.' "'And she said, "'No, my lord.' O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. Elisha is one of those people who we probably don't talk about a whole lot in our circles. And yet there's a lot in the Bible about him. Mm-hmm. And so this is a really, you know, we, we read part of this account um, just about a month ago. And so this son of the Shunammite woman uh, born miraculously, later dies mm-hmm. and is raised back to life. So that should make our, you know, biblical theology ears start to twitch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a very familiar narrative that mm-hmm. becomes very important later in the Bible. Yes. So there's this Shunammite woman, her and her husband, you know, they create a little Airbnb for Elisha to stay at free of charge. And as a thank you gift, Elisha gives them the blessing of, or, you know, ultimately God gives them the blessing of a son through the word of Elisha uh, because of their faith in God. Mm -hmm. And so, this is, uh, you know, we read this when we were going through Hebrews eleven, talking about women receiving back their dead uh, through resurrection by faith. Mm-hmm. So, a really interesting story. What, what are your thoughts on this passage? And you know, we we've departed a little bit from the blood, direct bloodline of Christ here, and yet this is definitely pointing us to Christ. So, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on this passage this Advent season?
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, and like, yeah, what's the what's the role of these seeming side stories? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And one thing you can always remember is that, you know, so we're in the book of second Kings and, and so we're still kind of in the, the scope of like the reign of, of Israel and eventually, you know, Israel and Judah and those kingdoms. And of course it's through Judah that, um, eventually the Messiah does come through. Uh, the, that God promises uh, through David um, is, but but yeah, but this is kind of like a side a sidestep here. And Elisha, of course, is a he's a prophet, um, and he's following after kind of the discipleship of Elijah. Yep. Um, and so Elijah he leaves us uh, at the beginning of chapter two, mm-hmm. and so now we've got Elisha as this prophet of the Lord. And it's one of the things that's always interesting is when you know the Bible you know the bible is a story mm-hmm. and it gives you these little details like one day elisha went on to shunem and we should take time and we're not going to go into all these kinds of details but it's good to like look a little bit like okay where was that like why did why why was he going there what kinds of people were living there and you know just some of the things you see here is you see hospitality mm-hmm. um you have this airbnb <laughs> yeah um welcoming this man of god somebody uh is this she and my woman is recognizing elisha yeah um as as someone who's holy but as 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 this holy man of god yeah uh, which is interesting and so she's and we are getting to find out very specifically about you know her heritage or who she is absolutely essentially she's you know she's of the nations she's not of the people of god and god is showing this favor to her Mm -hmm. and and that is a, that, that's an important theme as well throughout the scriptures and throughout the advent. And, you know, of course God has made these particular promises to, to David and, and his family. And we talked about that yesterday and, and we're seeing how God's plan is, is actually being carried out. But the thing that is important to remember is that God's plan of salvation and kingship and a, an eternal throne and an eternal good for his people mm-hmm. is, is to Israel for the sake of the whole world. And that's all the way back to Abraham, you know, Mm -hmm. and really all the way back to Adam and Eve. I mean, God's plan was for the world to be filled with his image bearers who are in relation right relationship with him and each other. And, Mm -hmm. And so you're getting a tiny glimpse of something in that direction. And of course the resurrection part of the story is, is obviously pointing us to, to Jesus, but, but there's this, there's this blessing to the nations. Mm. motif that's in it as well. I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been talking to a friend of mine lately who's pretty skeptical of scripture and whatnot, um, in many ways that I have been. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things that just comes up in those sorts of conversations is how random the Bible seems at Mm. times. Mm -hmm. And, this is kind of one of those examples. Like it's a it's a really hard to believe story that doesn't seem to have much bearing on life, and you know, kind of seems like it could be mythological. Like, what's you know, what's the point? And this is why I love reading this in light of Advent, hmm. because if you, if the gospel is not true, if you if you take out the testimony of Jesus from Scripture. The Bible is a weird and strange and scary place. Mm-hmm. But when we have in our hand the truth that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he lived, died, rose again, intercedes for us now. And when, when we hold fast to the testimony of the cross, and then the whole Bible, the whole landscape changes it Mm -hmm. because it's all pointing forward to Christ. It's pointing backwards. doesn't mean it's not confusing and challenging. It absolutely is because God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, you know, it's good to wrestle with scripture. I think this is a great example of we're in second Kings. The, we just read the Davidic covenant that God's hand and favor is going to be with uh, David's bloodline forever. And in first and second Kings, that all really seems like it's just melting down and washing away mm-hmm. much like the book of judges and you know so we we read from judges 13 the birth of samson earlier and then the next day read from the book of ruth mm-hmm. and i love that juxtaposition because you see while there's just absolute chaos and it seems like god has taken his hand off of israel in the book of judges you in the grand scheme of scripture, you see God is actually working his faithfulness out in these small undercover ways, which really point us forward to the unexpected and beautiful nature of Christ's birth. That's right, yeah. I think this this also holds true of that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sin and brokenness and confusion and war and fear surrounding this. And yet here we see God being faithful to a foreign woman, Mm you know, the last person that we would expect to, you know, partake in the Davidic covenant or Mm -hmm. any of this. Mm -hmm. And God is faithful to her because of her faith. Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. miraculously has a child. Mm -hmm. And then that child dies and is raised back to life. And, you know, it's these little signposts along the way throughout the biblical narrative that say, Jesus is coming. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so, And when we view scripture through that lens, it all begins, we can place it together piece by piece and we begin to see this big mosaic that just presents Jesus to Mm -hmm. us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No story is, is insignificant. Yeah. Um, And I think that you're making such a, a beautiful point. Like I was immediately just reminded of of uh, rahab at the beginning mm-hmm. of joshua who shows hospitality mm-hmm. and welcomes mm-hmm. the spies of, of israel as well and and um just god's i mean Rahab's even mentioned yeah you know, in the genealogy in the genealogy yeah. and so just little things like that this this unexpected blessing to to the the this poor shunammite woman who's mm-hmm. outside of the covenant um but interestingly also the story that comes after this is Naaman who's healed of leprosy Mm. and Jesus talks about Naaman um, in Luke 4 when he gets up and says the spirit of the Lord is upon me you know to fulfill everything that's been written about me and Mm -hmm. and and he talks about Elisha and how Elisha was used to heal Naaman the Syrian and so Mm. that's another unexpected turn of, of just this guy who's like Terrible to God's people, an yeah. enemy, yeah. and God's kind and favorable to him as well. And so, I, I think you're making a great point that God is doing unexpectedly glorious things. Yeah, um, and we should be looking for that in in our life and remembering that Jesus is going to come back in an unexpected kind of like a thief in the night kind of way. Yeah, um, to do something glorious.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite. You know, I, I just finished the book of Luke, and one of the first things that Jesus does and one of his first real interactions after the resurrection, he walks the road to Emmaus with two disciples. They're kept from recognizing him. And he explains from Moses forward, mm-hmm. how he is revealed in the scriptures. And I, I love that, you know, that is task a it is bringing everybody, or bringing these two guys up to speed on how every little sign in the scripture has been pointing to this yeah. moment yeah that's right that's so, so good praise god for his word and that's right how uh, beautifully complex and strange and life-giving mm-hmm. it is
1: yeah it boosts our faith
0: amen yeah all right well another our great word today in our advent study we'll see you tomorrow for jeremy brooks this is will carlisle thanks for listening to our daily rhythm